Well, here we are a couple of days into CFL free agency. This is the Green Zone Blitz podcast. Jamie and I, Britton Gray with you, of course, uh, in the planeout.com portable studio, which is now my office as the actual studio is taken up. But uh, it is CFL free agency. And uh, Britain, we had a busy, busy day on Tuesday on the 13th as the Riders signed A.J. Olette, Jalen Edwards-Cooper, Jamarcus Hardrick, Malik Carney, Jordan and Justin Herdman-Reed, and Jameer Thurman. But that's been it. That was it. That was their busy day. Seven signings. Jordan or Justin Herdman-Reed's a re-signing, but uh, it was a busy day as they were one of the busiest teams to no one's surprise in CFL free agency. Well, after a 6-12 and 12 season, you knew things were going to be taking a change in Ryderville, much like it was after the last 6-12 and 12 season. As, as Jeremy O'Day said when we met with him, it's sometimes after a year like that, you do just have to change things up. It's, he doesn't want to be as active as he was because if you're not active, that means you had a good core and you don't have to worry about going out and finding a bunch of guys. Not the case for the Riders. I do like a lot of the moves they've made this offseason, but I like a lot of the moves they made last offseason as well. So we'll have to wait and see exactly how this all comes together throughout the season. Yeah, you look back to, to last year, and it was, you know, Trevor Harris was the big splash, and there was Sean Bain Jr., and they brought in, you know, Stephen Banks, who didn't really work out. So you looked at it and went, okay, you like some of the moves last year. Well, Philip Blake came in. Peter Godber came in. Um, some of those guys are going to be a big part of this, like Godber and Blake and Bain and Harris, but it didn't mean wins. Unfortunately, Trevor Harris did get injured, and that's the one thing. Hey, Jeremy O'Day told you in the media on Tuesday, or on Wednesday, sorry. You know, you can be the best team that on free agent day, but that doesn't mean you're going to be the best team in November when it really matters. And I heard a lot this week of the talk of now it's up to the players. Now we push it over to them. And I like that attitude. That's what it has to be. It has to be the players dictating the culture and the chemistry and the attitude and accountability within their own locker room. And we'll see. It'll take time to get there till we truly know if they're building the right type of chemistry and accountability and everything else that it's going to take to win a Grey Cup. Yeah, it's going to be fun times, another fun season ahead, no doubt. But I know fans are hoping that it's fun in terms of wins. The fans want to see wins. We heard it all off season. They are uh, tired of the way that the team has gone the past few seasons. And it, like I said, it's wait and see now. New head coach, new system, all these new players. It looks good on paper, but it has to come together and gel at the right time. You build that culture. And I, I think that in terms of doing that, uh, Corey Mason and them are off to a good start. But it's so people asking for predictions. Let's let's wait a little bit. We won't know what this team will look like for a little bit. Yeah, we, we know what they, they look like on paper a little bit. But, you know, uh, whether that means, you know, they're going to be a team and you know, it's a new offensive coordinator. It's Corey Mace establishing a new defense on a defensive coordinator. It'll be a little bit of a new vision on special teams with Craig Dickinson out. Yes, Kent Majuri's back, but, you know, Craig had a lot of say in special teams. So, you know, there's a lot of new. And when there's new, it might take a little bit of time. 
Um, the, the Montreal Alouettes looked like they were floundering at times last season and then all of a sudden cranked it on at the end. Uh, they found the right mix. They brought in the right players. They added some guys even midseason and turned it around in year one under Jason Moss uh, and some of that core. So can it happen? Absolutely. It can happen. Will it happen? That's no time to predict that. But let's go through the signings. And, of course, the big name signing, his name still up on the Jumbotron. Welcome to Ryderville, AJ Olet. We got to know him a little better live on the Green Zone. Of course, you can check out the podcast on his interview with us uh, on Wednesday when he arrived in Saskatchewan. And he is one of those guys we just talked about. He's saying, I'm, you know, we want to get group chats going. We want to, do, you know, go to Ohio or wherever with Trevor Harris and work out ourselves this offseason to get to know each other and work on a new system with Trevor trying to learn Mark Mueller's system. So uh, AJ Olette comes in and you can see he is a workhorse and is willing to put in the work necessary to win. Exactly. He, he says likes to get to the gym, and that's what they like about him. He's always kind of working to get better, having those workouts. And it, it's about setting that uh, this new, I think, system they're going to run. He's a power runner. I think they're going to rely on their run a little bit more, though. We, we thought maybe last year they would, and they continue to abandon it at times. Though it, when you go out and invest this money in a running back, it makes you feel like that's what they're going to do, which in turn should help keep some of that pressure off of Trevor Harris. You just keep him a little upright this year, right? That's kind of the big concern surrounding this team. And once again, because they didn't go out and sign quarterbacks or anything, so it's kind of we know who the quarterback room is, and there's a lot of question marks behind Trevor Harris. But A.J. Olette, he's a, he's a culture changer, he, and clearly they're putting a lot of uh, – uh, power behind him right with getting him out in the community they want him to be a face of this franchise so like i said another good move and i, I was excited to see aj oled come i like the way he runs runs through people and i mean of course the, the wrestling stuff as well as as we've talked about on the green zone uh yes uh, he's got a little bit of a character character off the field as well uh as he'll do one final show in the toronto area for that greek town wrestling uh, this spring before he arrives at training camp. And of course the riders will hope he doesn't do anything ridiculous and get himself hurt before the season starts. But uh, usually uh, wrestlers are pretty good at knowing how to take a bump as they say. Uh, Jalen Edwards Cooper was the second signing of the day for the rough riders, a made official from the BC lions. When you talk about under the radar signings in CFL free agency, uh, Jalen Edwards Cooper uh, can easily have that distinction as he was under the radar in BC. Of course, you know, uh, Matthew Betts got all the headlines in BC on that defense. You know, Gary Peters, top defensive back. Uh, ben Leidick, the uh, Canadian linebacker who had a great year. But Jalen Edwards Cooper was pretty solid for the BC Lions secondary and had some needed depth for the Rough Riders. Yeah, quietly a very great year because, like you mentioned, all these other guys getting the headlines out there. But uh, Pro Football Focus indicated that he didn't give up a touchdown last year. And it's one of those things where you look at his stats, you're, you're not too impressed by the stats, right? Oh, you know, one interception, 30-some tackles. But he's a defensive back. That's a good thing. You don't want him to be in a lot of plays because that means quarterbacks aren't throwing it at him for a good reason. So, yeah, that that's definitely one of those signings who – you definitely could still see growing even more. 
and the signings that really can really help you win free agency. They're not the big name. It's these guys you go out and find and turn into big names that you, you really uh, make your hay as a general manager. Yeah, it's like, it's like Sean Bain Jr. last year. Um, he, he came in under the radar signing, wasn't a thousand yard receiver or anything. Um, I went back and I thank goodness actually wrote this. He was my breakout of the year candidate on offense across the entire CFL. And he was one of those guys that did break out last season. Jalen Edwards Cooper might be that on defense, though. If he's got a little bit of an island over there, you might not get more stats from him because quarterbacks may not like throwing it over there for Jalen Edwards Cooper, which is a good thing yeah. for the Riders' defense. Um, the biggest signing of the day, literally, it was uh, Jermarcus Hardrick coming over from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, when you add A.J. Olette's signing to Jermarcus Hardrick's signing, you see the type of attitude and game plan they want on offense they want to pound people on offense which i think rider nation will love to see yeah that more uh classic football right where you use the power run to set up the pass instead of where even the nfl is now where it's a very pass happy league they've taken a lot of things from the cfl and use it now in terms of passing and yeah jamarcus hardrick he'll, he'll help keep trevor harris upright and he he's another one of those attitude guys, right? Like, he's always brings the energy. That was one thing when you saw on Twitter after Jamarcus Hardrick signed, a lot of Bomber fans were in a game. They're going to miss his energy he brings, kind of dancing around, always in it after a big play. And so it's just about building that. Like, like this, pretty much this whole offseason, we're going to talk about building the culture, right? Because this team had to hit the reset button for what it felt like a second year because of just how bad things went again. Yeah, and... Marcus Hardrick, yeah, he's getting up there in years, but a lot of people in Winnipeg have said he's probably been their best, most consistent offensive lineman over the last two, maybe three seasons, even though Stanley Bryant has got a lot more of the national attention because he's the left tackle and Jamarcus is the right tackle. Uh, but, yeah, if, if they can get the ball rolling, Jamarcus Hardrick will take over some football games off the right side and help protect um, Trevor Harris. Okay, uh, Malik Carney next. When you talk about another, we'll see how it develops here. Steph Banks was a the guy they signed last year, and I was like, oh, here's you know, maybe a breakout candidate defensively and could get 10 sacks. He didn't even make it past training camp. Uh, so I'll hesitate, but Malik Carney has seven sacks and five sacks over the last two seasons. I like his athleticism, and it's just a matter of can he impress Corey Mason up to be a consistent every down type defensive end uh, for the Rough Riders. Yeah, he's another one, especially with the fact that Corey Mace is a defensive line guy. That's where he he really thrives as a coach. That's where he started a coach. That's where he played. And so I think he's going to get the best out of those guys. I, I think that there's going to be a few guys, uh, along with Carney, uh, Christian Albright and, and Brian Cox Jr. I think those guys are going to uh, learn a little bit more and maybe thrive under this Corey Mace defense. But yeah, Malik Carney, like you said, he, he's been a producer. Five and seven sacks are good seasons in the CFL. It's just, does he take that next step and become a guy who reaches double digits? Maybe, maybe one day can lead the league. I don't know. But Corey Mace, it's up to him to develop this guy and see if he can eventually get him into one of the premier pass rushers. And when you when you look across that defensive line now, you have Malik Carney, you have Micah Johnson, uh, you have Anthony Lanier the second. 
Uh, it doesn't look like they're bringing back the Marcus Christmas, maybe, but, you know, Charbel de Beer is still there. But then behind them, you're going to need some players to step up. Like you mentioned, Albright and Cox Jr. and some of the other guys that they have brought in this offseason already along the defensive line, as it's definitely an area where they look to try to find some new blood in there a little bit on our rotation. They have some good KG veterans, but it would be nice to find that next pass rusher. And uh, yeah, like you mentioned, uh, we've had a few come through Corey Mace's system, right? <laughs> like, he, he wasn't Charleston Hughes. He doesn't get credit for Charleston Hughes, but um, you have Jagera Davis was on that defense. He had Steph Banks playing to the place where I thought he could pop off, but when he left Corey Mace, it didn't work out for him. Uh, Florin Oromolade uh, was one of those guys. Brandon Barlow in Toronto is now, you know, Hamilton, one of Hamilton's guys that popped off. You, you look at Mike Rose in Calgary. You look at Derek Wigan in Calgary. Um, you look in Toronto with, the, you know, Dwayne Hendricks, who was a big-time free agent signing again for the Hamilton Tiger Cats this offseason from Toronto. You look at all these defensive linemen Corey Mace has been able to develop in a in in his defensive philosophy and as a coach. So you, you hope for the same for Malik Carney for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, he's uh, coming along with a teammate in Hamilton. That is Jameer Thurman, middle linebacker. As we previewed, it looked Larry Dean wasn't coming back. Uh, older player, had 100 tackles. He hasn't been signed yet either. But Jameer Thurman is a 100-tackle linebacker. He is long. Uh, he's athletic. And somebody, the Stampeders, didn't want to lose to Hamilton. And as I put on social, probably somebody the Stampeders don't like seeing back in their division either. No, Jameer Thurman is one of the premier linebackers in the CFL, right? He, he is a playmaker. He gets tackles. He's a very good run stuffer. And like I said, Larry Dean had a great season last year. Really enjoyed talking to Larry throughout the past couple seasons. And his comeback story has been great. But in pro football, they're always looking to get younger. And Jameer Thurman's younger. You could argue puts up as good a stats as Larry Dean has been the past couple seasons. And so it, it makes a lot of sense to make this move. It's, it's just the business of pro football. But I'm excited to see what Jameer Thurman can do in terms of leading that defense, being the man in the middle, and uh, holding guys to account, right? He's been in a winning culture. He knows, like Calgary, he's won a great cup. He knows what it takes to do that. And so that's a big bonus for this team as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, a younger Larry Dean, uh, so to speak, uh, for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, although a little bit of a longer player. And he can even drop back into coverage and things like that. But we've seen Larry Dean be able to do that as well. But um, they're both versatile guys. Uh, so, But he has a connection with Corey Mace and that defense and kind of what Corey Mace wants to run because uh, he was there in Calgary uh, watching that defense form. Corey Mace was the defensive line coach but uh, had a big say in it uh, with Brent Monson, the defensive coordinator. Uh, the other two signings are the twins, Jordan and Justin Herdman-Reed. Jordan returns after a year in Calgary. Justin's been here for three seasons. And this is, you know, Adam O'Claire, A.J. Allen, starting Canadian linebackers. It looks like that they'll go there at the will spot. And Jordan and Justin Herdman-Reed at depth behind them, but also uh, fairly decent special teamers as well. 
Yeah, exactly. Some good Canadian depth. And, uh, yeah, it'll be good to see Jordan back. Obviously, his brother here, right? And and so it's it's a good story. They they kind of uh, have been good contributors on teams for years now. And it's one of those signs that you don't really look at, but they will play roles on this team. They will have an impact more than likely on special teams, but special teams is important. And so another good signing, you you need more Canadian depth. You can't have too much of it. And so we'll see how this uh, works out for them. Yeah, uh, so that's a look at who's coming into Saskatchewan and CFL a free agency and the work done by Jeremy O'Day. Uh, let's look at the departures now, Britton, uh, who is signed elsewhere. Uh, I think the two biggest names both signed with the BC Lions, and that was Pete Robertson and Jake Dolagala. Uh, two guys that I think were popular players and well, not think I know were popular players in Saskatchewan. Uh, and we debated for days. Did they make the right call going with Mason fine over Jake Dolagala? And who's to say that Jake didn't, you know, decline and say, no, I want to see what else is out there. Kind of sounded like that's exactly what was going on. And with the VC lions behind Vernon Adams jr. After Dane Evans retires, uh, they bring in Dakota Prukop as a short yardage guy and bring in Jake Dolagala to compete. And I don't know if Jake Dolagala felt as comfortable uh, with the Rough Riders and the way they were going. Uh, but, hey, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, with And who knows? Like, people didn't like that Isaac Harker left to BC and he was cut. So, you know, Jake Dolagala, Mason Fine, who knows? how it's going to go this off season, but the reality is Jake Dolagal is heading to the Lions. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, we've been debating. Well, I guess we'll find out if it was the right decision or not to keep Mason fine. And it'll be intriguing. There's definitely opportunity in BC, just kind of with the way Vernon Adams Jr. plays. Of course, missed some time last year, just the way he's a rusher. And so an opportunity might be there. I know a lot of our fans are disappointed that he's leaving his arm strength is something obviously that is something we've we've raved about it just comes down to the decision making with jake and does he continue to take take steps in kind of the mental development of being a professional quarterback but big loss and like you mentioned pete robertson popular guy but you knew changes were coming and it was it kind of always felt like this year at least it was only going to be lanier or robertson with one of those guys heading elsewhere and then with with pete the the production kind of fell off at the end of last year again of course he took that penalty against the bombers where he headbutted Kalaros, and so who knows what factors played a role in the team eventually going okay we're going with lanier keep him in the middle and we think we can find some other defensive ends yep uh, so uh, bc of course we'll get into the one of the bigger stories of free agency is who they lost on their own defensive line but let's uh, look at the departures again for the Rough Riders. Micah Tights going home to the Calgary Stampeders. They signed Adam O'Claire from the Ottawa Red Blacks. It was pretty well an indication that Micah Tights wasn't going to be the guy. Analytically, the analytic types would tell you Micah Tights wasn't really performing uh, as one of the top will linebackers in the Canadian Football League. So clearly, Corey Mace wanted to improve that position and let's be honest AJ Allen was starting to eat into his reps last year as the Riders and Jeremy O'Day really liked the development of AJ Allen yeah Micah Tights just hasn't really bounced back from uh, I believe the hip injury he suffered hip or groin one one of those injuries he suffered missed the entire season 
didn't quite find that same gear this past season. And of course, football one, one down year can mean that a team moves on from you. Yeah. And, and, and so it, it'll be good for Micah Tights. He gets to go home right, gets to go back to Calgary and gets an opportunity to kind of get find himself again, right? Because Cam Judge is that starter out there in terms of being Canadian. He is one of the premier just defensive players in the CFL. So uh, a backup role, it looks like, but a chance for Micah Tights to possibly continue to work back to get to where we saw him. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that that's really it, right? They, they let the Canadian go because they feel like they found a, a better one. Yep, and that's the reality of sports. And Micah Tights gets to go home, and maybe that'll be a blessing for Micah Tights as he reunites with Cam Judge, uh, who he was behind on the depth chart in Saskatchewan for a few years. Uh, also, Tevin Jones, wide receiver, is off to the Montreal Alouettes. He reunites with Cody Fajardo. We're still waiting to see if Tevin Jones can really take that jump into a great playmaking receiver in the Canadian Football League, but Montreal trying to find depth in receiver after Austin Mack went to the NFL. Yeah, Tevin Jones has made some plays. It's just he hasn't consistently done it yet in the CFL, obviously. The big catch against Calgary that everyone remembers. They end up losing that game, sure, but big catch. And, and then the, he lost his job eventually, right? Like, Jarrett Stearns came in and ended up being the receiver uh, out, out there to end the season. So we'll, we'll see. Like It's about consistency. Can you consistently put in good performances? Haven't seen that from Tevin Jones. No, I haven't really seen it. Albert Awashi as well as going to the Toronto Argonauts. Longtime fullback uh, here in Saskatchewan. Did a lot of the grunt work. That extra guy that came in on offense as an extra blocker uh, rarely got touches. Uh, but, uh, hey, uh, you need those grunt work fullbacks to make an offense run as a tight end or in short yardage and things like that. So uh, Albert Awashi joins the Toronto Argonauts as another departure for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay, is there anything they need now? Now that it's all quieted down, is there anything... You know where I'm at. I I still think I, I'm an American <laughs> receiver. I, I've been preaching this for weeks on after Sean Bain. Like, yes, Jarris Stearns, can he make a jump? Kendall Watson, can he make a jump? Lipscomb, Geronimo Allison, one of these Americans. I, But even on the Canadian depth, yes, they have good Canadian players, but I just don't understand it, right? I just go, ooh, injuries happen. And that's where I look at their thin. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably right. It feels like they need to go out and, and sign people, but it's where are they going to find it? Like Rashid Bailey's still out there. I know he's a guy that you're kind of would like, like to see here. I mean, Tim White's the biggest name left in free agency, but who knows what his, his pay is going to be at yeah. this point. I, good luck getting that 300 grand. A lot of teams have paid, Already. There's no chance. He's, yeah, there's no chance he's getting that. There's so, no chance he's getting three hundred. I, I I just think that you they can go out and maybe find some of these guys who don't make the NFL in terms of American receivers. It's the Canadian depth that maybe you want to bring in one or two more if they are starting three. We we don't know yet. But Braden Lenius has been injured a lot. He hasn't played the past few seasons. Do they maybe? allow him to do they move him as a backup somewhere because emelis and chafer baker should be locked in lenius 
I, I would like to see him as a starter, but the fact is he's been injured and hasn't really, since uh, leaving to the NFL and coming back, really popped since then. So we'll see what their plans are, but if they are going three, you're right, they do need some more Canadian receiver depth besides Mitch Picton, who can play everywhere, sure, but he's one guy. Well, if, and here's the, the go-between. If they're only going two Canadians, you need three American receivers. They have one that has shown that they can play. Like, they have one guy. That's Sean Baines Jr. Yes, you can believe in these other guys, but will they perform? Will they be the next Dalton Schoen? Uh, will they develop into the next Weston Dressler? I don't know. Usually, like, Weston Dressler, he, he popped. Dalton Schoen, right away, he pops. Like, Naaman Roosevelt, when he came in, it was like, wow, this guy's ready to go. I haven't seen it from Stearns or Lipscomb or Kendall Watson, because if we would have seen it, we would have saw it in last year, because it's not like they had a lack of opportunity. Um, so if you're going to go two Canadians, well, they have great depth for two Canadians. But if you go three Canadians, it gets thin, and the same goes. If you go two Canadians and go three Americans, they don't have the depth for three Americans. That's why I'm looking at, you know, a Rashid Bailey. Um, uh, Cameron Phillips is another one. Lucky Whitehead's still out there. So those are the – it'll be interesting to see – how this all shakes out or they go full cannonball and sign Tim white. Now that <laughs> would make waves. That would be a move. <laughs> but like, like, like I said, it's at this point in free agency, a lot of teams have spent their money. I don't know where they're finding 300 grand for Tim white. Yeah. I don't think everybody's thinking of that too. And that's where you go with CFL free agency. If you wait too long, the money starts to run out and you got to start taking discounts. So we'll see if Tim White learns that lesson uh, or not. He's pretty adamant on Twitter. He doesn't want to budge much on what he thinks he deserves, which is Eugene Lewis money and Kenny Lawler money. But those guys signed in Edmonton and Edmonton Alex looked like they regretted those contracts and nobody else wants to make that same mistake. So that's where we're at in CFL free agency. Um, outside of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, was there another move made that got Britton Gray's attention? I mean, I, I like uh, Kadeem Carey. I like that. I like him as a runner, and obviously they had to replace A.J. Olette out in Toronto. Uh, Jamal Peters, I mean, Hamilton was busy, and Jamal Peters was a guy we had kind of uh, thought might come here because we assumed that there was going to be a bunch of Argos coming here. Turns out we were wrong about that. Then not a lot of Argos came over. With Corey Mason. They all went to Hamilton. <laughs> they all went to Brendan, Hamilton. They like living in Toronto, so they just went down to QEW, head over to Hamilton. Jamal Peters, Dwayne Hedricks, and Brendan Barlow are uh, those guys. So <laughs> Exactly. I get it. I mean, Jamal Peters is one of the premier defenders in the CFL, and so I really like that, that move for Hamilton, who, who was another team that was busy. Yeah. Um, Matthew Schultz was one in Calgary. I... I think he is going to challenge Jake Mayer in Calgary. Uh, I think that's an indication that the Stampeders aren't really willing to sittle in um, on uh, Jake Mayer as a guy that they can go, oh, yeah, that's – but y you mentioned Hamilton. They were busy. They were one of the most busy teams. Toronto was actually sneaky busy, but they were just signing a lot of Canadians uh, over there. I mentioned Albert Awachi, but – you know, Carfello Exume, Fraser Sopic, Tunde Adelike, uh, they he goes over there. The other big storyline 
that got everybody's attention wasn't even a signing of a team. It was well, there was a signing of a team, but not a CFL team. Matthew Betts getting work in the NFL, signing on with the Detroit Lions. And it'll be interesting to see what opportunity he gets in Detroit. Yeah, I was a little shocked that he actually made the jump because 29 years old, you don't see a lot of CFLers make that jump at that age. Obviously, the Lions uh, really liked him. Uh, I I think he had other opportunities, too. I think I read somewhere he turned down other opportunities to go to Detroit and join in on that culture that's going on there. And, and hey, I, I wish him luck. He absolutely deserves it. He set a record for sacks by a Canadian. But it's, it, I imagine it'll be interesting to see if he pushes to play or if it's another one of those guys who goes up gets the PR, right? Well, I hope he gets to play and show exactly what a CFL defender can do. Not, not to the level Cam Wake was, because Cam Wake was a, a beast. Who knows, Betts might be able to do that, but to go out and be a contributor on an NFL team, that only helps the CFL as a whole when you're trying to convince some of these guys to come to the CFL instead of those other spring leagues and said, hey, look who we're sending up there, actual contributors in the league. Well, yeah, look at what Alex Singleton has done, right? Uh, lately, you know, breaking records with the Denver Broncos. He was a great linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, showed out in the Canadian Football League. I don't expect Matthew Betts to be Cameron Wake. Uh, Cameron yeah. Wake was <laughs> he was special unlockable <laughs> he in was the special. Canadian Football League. Uh, but you, you hope these guys, when they get their chance, they grab hold and take it as far as uh, possible. But it's a big hole uh, for the BC Lions. Are they trying to fill it with a little bit of Pete Robertson uh, from the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Uh, but overall, okay, do you have a grade for Jeremy O'Day and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on their CFL free agency, which was one day, their work on Tuesday? I mean, I... I want to give them a B plus, B plus to A minus. I really like the moves they've made. Now, like I said, this is just me basing on free agency. I don't know how it's actually going to turn out. I don't know how the season's going to go, but I like everything they've done. There's a couple of moves kind of that happened, like the Mason Fine signing. It's a question mark that I count as part of my free agency grades because it's about who you retain as well. And... Uh, like you said, the, the left tackle spots, go, I don't think they filled that yet. Uh, a little bit more receiver depth, so it's not perfect, but I really like what they did. Yeah, I, I, they went, where are our holes? We need a linebacker. We need some Canadian linebacker depth. Um, they got three Canadian linebackers. They got Jameer Thurman. We need a little bit. I thought they could have been, you know, a little bit, like Brendan Barlow and Jamal Peters, those names I thought you might be able to bring in. Um, so I think I gave them an A last year, and I vehemently regret it because you can't. I, I've learned my lesson. Like it's, <laughs> this is you can't. You get an A in free agency when at the end of the season we go, wow, what a great free agency. Yeah. So I'll I'll be like a B. Like, it's a very, very solid B on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Position by position, there's, like, A's, there's B's. I, it's a D right now at American Receiver because I really <laughs> think they need one of those. So, yeah, I think that levels out as a B uh, for the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I'll give them an A if, and an A-plus 
if these guys help them win a Grey Cup uh, in November. Uh, but next up for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders now, of course, is we'll be uh, signing a few of these, uh, you know, American free agents. Usually you get some news releases in March and April, and all of a sudden they turn into the next star of the Canadian Football League. The CFL Combine, excuse me, <coughs> is next month. And then the CFL Draft. And Britain, then it's almost training camp. And I can't wait. The training camp, it, it, it's so fun, especially when you have all these changes, right? It's it's just going to be interesting to see who steps up. Like like you mentioned earlier, Steph Banks was a guy who we thought was going to be a contributor, didn't make it past training camp. You never know who's going to uh, maybe not reach those expectations. And so very excited for training camp and just to, to meet some of these new guys, right? Like we only got a chance to meet AJ Olette. I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk to some of these other guys later in the off season, but you never know who's going to really stand out as the next personality and a guy who will step up and be a leader and someone who, when things aren't going wrong, that I can go talk to, right? That's really what you learn about these guys is who will be the guy who steps up when things are going wrong and take responsibility for the team. And, and as AJ Olette said, and, you know, Jeremy O'Day said it, and Corey May says it, it'll be up to the players. As Corey May says, I, I can, I don't want to be the guy who has to be the one to hold them accountable. If, I, if I'm doing it, something's wrong. So, and we'll see who those leaders develop into. But a pretty successful free agent week for the Rough Riders. Probably some news to come in the coming weeks. And, of course, you can keep it on the Green Zone. We'll keep you up to date on our socials at Green Zone SK on Twitter slash X. Remember the Jamie and I are the Sports Guys Facebook page as we get that up and cooking. And even on TikTok, Britton Gray at Green Zone SK for some TikTok updates as we did on CFL Free Agent Day. That's it for the Blitz Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, whether it's on YouTube or you found it on Facebook, X, or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, go share, like, and we appreciate you being a fan of the Green Zone. Uh, take care, and we'll talk to you on the radio every weekday from 2 to 6.